Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. September 19th, 2020. Our personal journeys through style, the good decisions, the bad ones, and the life events that triggered compromise. Can we crack the style code? This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it, and have an awesome today. Would you? Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> you seem very, there was a lot of neck was, flexing there. I feel like you were under was, duress. That, it was under duress. This I'm, is a kidnapping video. <laughs> or audio, if that's how you so choose to participate. I was going to say it all at once, hello and how are you? And then I naturally took a pause after that and then I got all thrown off. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never been on camera or microphone before. Okay. Well, I've never learned to read, so <laughs> we're quite the pair. Seriously, how are you though? I am seriously good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Is that better? <laughs> um, you're, you're still in awkward land. That's okay though, because that's where you were when I found you. <laughs> that's not wrong. Way back when. And I only found you there because that's where I reside as well. We are a pair of awkwards. That's all right. Though. Capital A awkward. We, we exist in the same frequency yeah. and groove of that land. That's true. That's true. That's the secret to our longevity. That's the secret? That we're both awkward. Well, it's not a secret now, damn it. <laughs> now we're doomed. So I'm taking... Um, since you continue to tell everybody I'm the producer. And you are. I'm going to take some producer freedoms, some producer flexing. Producer license, like poetic license? Potentially, but I only will occasionally rhyme and possibly not on purpose. That's fair. So, yeah, normally it's there is a day and things and stuff, and we're not quitting that. Um, by any means, 
but we also, this originated from and, and centers around you and I's conversations, our daily discussions about stuff. And sometimes those conversations get far more in depth. Oh, yes. Not necessarily serious. No. But far more in depth than just, hey, here's a squirrely thing that I heard about. Right. Or read or saw. Yeah. Um, and right now, style Clothing style specifically is something that is consuming a lot of our time. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, why not? Let's uh, let's get efficient here. Yeah. Big D Waddles would insist that's a necessity. It's a very important part of working in a certain way, acting and thinking in a certain way, is to do work efficiently. Do efficiently. And this isn't work per se. No, it's really not. This is the good kind of work. But if... But efficiency is even sometimes fun in recreation. Yeah. So, yeah. I've beaten around the bush a lot to get there. But, uh, yeah, so we, as you and I have discussed off camera many times at this point, we've looked around at our 40-plus-year-old selves Mm -hmm. with multiple kids and we see that our our fashion has kind of gone down the crapper, our style rather. Our style. To, to differentiate. Fashion. <laughs> both. I mean, certainly as you age, you don't keep up with current trend of fashion because that's not appropriate to age necessarily. Right. To a degree. Um, but there is such a thing as style, which is iconic and more or less unchanging. It is the foundation around things and, and, yeah, we looked at where we're at, and it's like I, we're not so much happy with where we're at, or at least we believe there's desire to be better. Right. I mean, I open my closet, and it is, it's jam-packed now. Granted, old house, small closet, so I don't want anyone thinking that I have a huge right. walk-in that's jam-packed with clothes that I don't like. But of the hanging clothes that are in my closet that I've accumulated over, let's just say the past three years. Mm-hmm. I pretty much don't like any of it. There's a few, there's definitely are things that are like, oh yes, good. I'm glad I have that. And I'm glad I have these and this is good. But the vast majority of it, I'm like, I don't like any of this. And a lot of it was much more fashion driven. I mean, fashion for, you know, moms in their middle age Mm -hmm. than it was style driven. Well, let me pull you back because you started diving in at a a specific point in time. Mm. And it is important. It is, I think, an extremely valuable thing to look at. Anytime you're, whether you like where you're at, don't like where you're at, whatever, it can be very valuable to examine, well, how did I get where I'm at? Okay. But I want to go back a lot further and just really examine your and mine for whatever, however much of that you can stand to listen to. Our entire kind of history and journey of what we did when we thought, when we knew we were wrong, when we thought we were doing things right, what obstacles came along that Mm. caused issue. Okay. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first to kind of example what I'm speaking to? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I'm I'm, uh, I'm processing as you talk. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of clicking through some thoughts, but yes, please you go first and I will okay. be, all, I'll be listening and to also. I'll be your penguin. What does a penguin do? Well, the penguins, when they want to get into the water. Yeah. 
they all crowd around the edge, but they're afraid that they'll get eaten. They all crowd around the edge and they kind of have a little penguin mosh pit until they knock a few in. And if they live, then the rest of them fall. Is that true facts? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll be your penguin here. I'll go first. Okay. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Let me check under the table, make sure there's no yeah. threats under there. Um, okay. So as I have mentioned in the past, but for those who may not recall it, which could be everyone, mm. uh, my, my folks, especially my dad, saw it as extremely valuable to begin teaching me how to work, how to earn money, yeah. and how to kind of be semi-responsible for it yes. at a very young age. And he himself, his father passed away when he was 14, and right. so he learned early not just like the value of hard work for building character, but like literally the practicalities survival. of exactly survival of yeah. you work, you make money, you buy what you need. Yes. And worked in management. And so had mm -hmm. the flip side, both frustration and joy of dealing with people that did and did not know how to just get a job done. Good point. Yes. So that was important to him. So he began to instill it in me. And so roughly in seventh grade, I believe, I had been mowing yards and doing some things uh, that he'd helped institute. But it was at that time, I can remember, that was probably the first time I looked around and said, I don't really like the clothes that you guys buy for me. Mm -hmm. Now, to, to look briefly backwards from there, I feel like much like your own history, um, we would go twice a year, typically, to... Ross or TJ Maxx load up, you know, the kids and here we go. And yes. we would buy the entire semester or the entire yes. summer's worth of clothing. Yes. Now, in fairness, the stores were very different yeah. 25 and 30 years ago than they are today. Mm -hmm. And that's not to dump on them completely, but I'm sure we'll touch more on that later. Um, very different. They were, it was in fact, the things that didn't sell yes. at the store rather than, I guess I can wrap all of that up simply and say it was the stuff that didn't sell at the store. It wasn't a complete additional line of lower quality things made for places like that and outlet stores. Right. So yes. And this, uh, this was probably very formative in me in terms of this feeling of dire necessity to find a deal. Mm-hmm. And that that is more important than finding the right clothing item. As long as it was cheap, you can wear it, kind of. Yes. Or a good deal, rather. Yes. Um, well, not, yeah. not cheap in quality, cheap in price. Yeah. So here we are, seventh-ish grade, pretty sure it was seventh grade. Um, and I just knew this, you know, what I'm what I'm wearing, I don't I don't like. I'm starting to look around at other kids and notice I'm. I'm wearing stuff that doesn't look quite as good as theirs. Mm -hmm. And I was offered then, if you don't like it, buy your own damn clothes. Right. Mm -hmm. And understanding our family dynamic, that wasn't like I was being abused or something. No, no. We communicated as rednecks do. Yes, exactly. So I did. Not all, because... T-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff are about all a kid wears on top at that age, and that was fine. We were getting that handled. Uh, but I did begin 
I transitioned through a few different brands of jeans at that point. I remember very vividly and specifically, though, getting a pair of Nike High Top Revolutions. Oh. And paying so much money that my mom lost face color and <laughs> didn't talk to me all the way home. She was so disappointed. But it's your money. That I would waste money. I've learned nothing in all of these efforts. That you earned with your that business. I earned with my business, my labor, my sweat. Yeah. Um, but I didn't I didn't care. And and honestly, that point forward, shoes have always been somewhere that I choose not to pinch pennies. That's for sure, yeah. Moving ahead from there, kind of the next real Eureka moment for me, I discovered I'm going to say freshman year of high school because I had to be driven to go get this stuff is the only reason I pinpointed there. Mm -hmm. um, I stumbled across Levi's silver tab jeans, which at the time had a little bit of a pleated front. Um, and they were, they were a relaxed, but tapered mm -hmm. fit. Yeah. And I have, either been cursed or gifted, one of the two, with a larger-than-average butt and thighs for mm -hmm. my height. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Couldn't true. I hadn't been able to wear 501s for several years at that point, um, or most of what would be called a relaxed fit. Mm -hmm. um, these were a loose, a loose fit. And so I can remember finding those, and they fit. And I found the measurement... So I knew, you know, then I didn't even have to go try anything on anymore. It was a very magic moment. I found those and I bought a few pairs. Again, dad took me that time. He was a little bit taken aback by the price compared to what he would have purchased. So you were going into the mall and imagining to department stores. The brass or, buckle. I was going to say the buckle. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you are just pulling jeans off the rack. You're not hearing if they're on clearance. You're willing to pay full price, mm -hmm. but you knew what you wanted mm -hmm. and you wanted those specific. I grabbed a handful, tried on, and those were the magic fit. Yes. I stuck with, I did not continue to wear high tops at that point. The style was changing. We did tight rolled jeans, of course, of with course. a low top. Yes. That's uh, what we did. And so I stayed in a, in a true uh, cross trainer type shoe because mm -hmm. that was the thing. Mm -hmm. For up top, because I just fatigued with trying to find t-shirts, I went with a plain white t-shirt. And actually at the time, it was an undershirt. Yep. But undershirts were made different yeah. 20 years ago yeah. than they are today. Yeah. And I'm being generous, 25 years ago than <laughs> they are today. It's a, it's a better quality, very similar. Um, so I, that was pretty much every day wore that. And when it got cooler, I would put on a long sleeve shirt over it, usually not buttoned or only partially buttoned. And when it got cooler still, I had, uh, and I can't remember the style of jacket that it's called, but a like top thigh length, not, uh, not cinched at the bottom, mm -hmm. just another layer of coat over the top. And this is where I landed. This was my fashion, my style throughout all of high school, throughout all of college. I was going to say that was your style when you and I met yeah. and started dating for sure. And I had no, I wasn't modeling after anything. Um, I had just truly picked where I was going to spend my money, which mm -hmm. was the jeans and the shoes, was more than happy to spend the money there. And 
T-shirts cost nothing. Right. So that was easy. Mm-hmm. And then the, the top shirts that I'd wear over the top, that could be... That could be sale rack. Mm-hmm. That could be gathered and, you know, had the ability to push sleeves up, leave sleeves down, all of that. So that could be even even be on a warmer day. I might wear the top because the morning started out a little cooler and then around the waist or shoved in my locker or whatever else. And, uh, yeah, I had, so like I said, just it, I landed there kind of logically and all of that little did I know at the time. That's actually an iconic path of fashion. And so I was decently on track Mm -hmm. through towards the end of college. Okay. Do you want me to keep going or do you want to do yours up to I'll do that. I'll go that path from, let's say, junior high, high school through the end of college. Similar to you, the clothes shopping experience of my childhood... By the way, let me just quickly interject. These shopping trips that we would take, yes, every one of them required a minimum of a journey to another town. Oh, yeah. Because the little place we lived had Walmart, and that was it. And yeah, that's true in your, your town. For so sure. it was everything. It was a big deal yes. to go do a clothes trip. Yes. Same for us, except that every summer when I was growing up, my maternal grandparents lived in Kansas City, Mm -hmm. and we were in some small town in Oklahoma, various places, and so we would go, my parents would sort of kill two birds with one stone, we'd go get a good, solid grandparent visit in, which we loved, but at the same time, my mother, I was the oldest of four, my mother would take each of us out for a day of shopping. Mm-hmm. and One at a time. One at a wow. time. Now, my sister, my next youngest sister and I are 14 months apart. So oftentimes she would take both of us because okay. it was kind of like shopping for twins. It was a lot of the yeah. same stuff. We, we did not have that nicety. Yeah. And my sibling is a girl yes. who's six years older than me. Yes. So when it came time, mine was mine would literally be done in like, 22 minutes yeah. on a stopwatch. Right. We'd grab stuff, go try it on. It either fit or it didn't. I knew I would get to pick a small number of things, and the rest of it I had to suffer what was picked for me. But then when it came time for my sister, it was not uncommon just for me to be laying in the floor of the store for three hours, just like, this is never going to end. I hate me. There were no cell phones to play on in Nothing. those days. Nothing. Could you bring your paperback Louis L'Amour with you? To Didn't even know yourself? who that was yet. Oh, okay. All right. Well, in retrospect, as a mother of many children now, I do think that my mom, on some level, liked to spend time one-on-one with us. And it's a little date. Yes, exactly. And, and again, it wasn't always like this. Sometimes my sister and I, but whatever. We would go out for a targeted day of shopping, and there were always the same stores that we would hit up. TJ Maxx. Mm-hmm. In Kansas City at the time, there was a huge closeout store called the half price store. Okay. And it was literally just closeout clothes that were half price. Um, there would be like, they also had a pennies outlet in Kansas city at the time, a true outlet. And again, not the, right. Not, not the, made for the outlet. Exactly. And so anywhere that you could bargain shop again, my mom was trying to cook four kids and it was the whole school year. Mm-hmm. You get in, you get your stuff for the year. You have to think ahead. Right. And so, and, and it was always what is the best we can do. And I'm not saying this with any kind of 
resentment. My parents, I mean, they had four kids. They were trying to do the best they could. Mm -hmm. But it was definitely, you shop the clearance racks, you shop the outlets, you shop deal, 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 bargain, bargain, bargain. So we would come back with a big variety of clothes. Mm -hmm. We would have a lot of clothes. But I can remember vividly junior high. Golly, in junior high, doesn't everyone just feel so awful about everything? part of their life, yeah. including what they wear. Looks bad, smells bad. Yes. All the things. Yes. There's some weird hair there. It shouldn't be. Yes, exactly. And I can remember feeling like I was never, ever, ever in style. I would look at the cool girls, the preps, we called mm-hmm. them when I was in junior high, especially, and look at their cute clothes and they look so put together and just everything. And I would just be in my, you know, bargain basement clothes, which again, I could have had gratitude for, but I just, I hated it. I never felt good about what I was wearing. Moving into high school is when I became much more brand aware. Mm -hmm. So this was a time when, um, Jerbo jeans. Oh yes. Cole Han loafers. Um, well in that, I feel like so much has changed since then again, because of now this, Overcapitalization on brand name, where when, once you get hot, now you've got thirty lines of descending quality. Back then, mm-hmm. if it had the brand name and it was popular, it was because it was quality. Yes, those Jerbo jeans were fantastically made. Yes, that's right. That's true. Um, guest jeans, of course, mm-hmm. being big. I can remember being at TJ Maxx with um, sometimes my aunt would come over with her kids, and so sometimes cousins we'd go out. I vividly remember. My cousin, who's like six, seven years younger than me, we were on a shopping trip at TJ Maxx, and I taught her how to find the guest label nice. on this pocket of che- jeans because sometimes you could find yourself some guest jeans right. at TJ Maxx. I had a pair from there. Really? In fact, in fact, they were. Uh, that was one of the very last items I ever got there. The one of the last trips I allowed my mother to force me to go on, and it was the pair of jeans that I wore to the. Valentine's party at your sorority the first really? year we were dating. Yes. Look Those at that. They come up. Mustard brown. I remember them exactly. Yeah. Yes, I remember those. So anyway, I was it was insisted upon that you find a bargain. Mm-hmm. In high school, I became much more brand focused because I felt like the label, the brand, that meant that your family was doing well. Oh, yeah. And you know, that always seemed so unattainable to me. We would go to Walls in Oklahoma, and I don't know if this is outside of the state of Oklahoma, but there was a chain of stores called Walls Bargain Center, which again was a closeout <laughs> store. Yep. And they'd have everything from candlesticks to clothes Pocket to knives, a yes. hunting rifle, and some loafers. So sometimes they'd get a shipment of Kohans in, and everyone, you know, the word was spread they've got yeah. Kohans at Walls and we they, they bought back, out so. They bought out retailers that were going out of business or that had overstock, or yes. if a semi truck wrecked on the side of the road, they would they would buy kind of like uh, uh, storage wars. They'd buy right. the whole thing at a low price, sight unseen, and then they'd peddle whatever. It was right. just a fun place to go. It was fun. You never knew what you were going to find there. Yeah. So I bought a. Russian mail order bride. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first wife. Your first wife, your practice wife. Yes. Um, so I would have this thing where I would sometimes find 
these brands that were hot that signified something, but they would be totally the wrong fit or wrong color or wrong. Yes. They were just wrong in some way. That's why they were on closeout. Exactly. But, My guess jeans were borderline that. That was yeah. a really weird color. That's that color super in right now. You were just way, 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 way ahead, ahead of, of the time. Yeah. Now, the other thing that is a little bit different, I don't know if you can relate to this, but as a young woman, as a tween and teenager, especially in high school. Now, the 90s were a time where things were pretty baggy, pretty, mm -hmm. especially mid, early mm -hmm. mid 90s, pretty big and floppy. But I early on had big boobs and that's uncomfortable when you are one of the only ones in your friend group or, hmm. you know, you just have a different figure, especially having big boobs. I was really self-conscious about that. So uh, that really, as I went through, especially like I'm thinking like freshman, sophomore year of high school, I think I became a little bit more confident as I was a junior and senior, but I would never buy anything that would in any way accentuate my chest or be form fitting. Right. Again, t-shirts at the time were super easy. I wore a lot of just like t-shirts and sweatshirts because they were cut boxy. This was even really before there was like women's fitted t-shirts. Mm -hmm. It was pretty much just a t-shirt and so it would Sack be with two holes basically yes four holes technically it would be nice and big and boxy and um i didn't have to worry about any uncomfortable staring or anything like that although gotcha. now after i met you and you filled me in on the on the teenage male mind i realized yeah. that yeah they were still staring anyway yep. it doesn't matter what you're pretty wearing. much <laughs> could have been wearing a onesie parka and yep now, I'm going to say one more thing before we move into the college years. When I was in high school, too, is when I discovered a clothing company out of Houston that is sadly since closed called Harold's. Oh, yeah. My best friend, Jamie, loved Harold's clothes and had some pieces from there. And she got the catalog in the mm -hmm. mail. And we would just look through it. And I remember, like, the, there'd be, like, sweaters that were, like, $88. And I remember thinking, like, golly, I just can't imagine what it would be like to be able to wear a sweater that was $88 and right. And their stuff was impeccably made. Yes. Absolutely. Super high quality material, no flaws in the stitching. Oh, by the way, on that topic, did you shop the irregulars? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. One pant leg six sure. inches shorter than the other. Cause you never know. Could yeah. be guess irregulars. You but... just get it six inches too long and cut the long leg and then they match and nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's totally unnoticeable un for right. sure. Um, but as I think back, as we've been talking about this a lot, I do think that the, that was the first time that I looked at a look sort of a store or a brand and that aesthetic like resonated. Okay. Like I could so you actually myself. Was it just item by item or did you look at catalog photos and say that ensemble, yes. that outfit? Yes. Okay. Because I'm not one who can like think, oh, you could do this and that. Like I just don't think in those terms, but I could look at an ensemble in a catalog and that whole vibe, the whole Harold's vibe, it's very preppy, very um, uh, well put together it wasn't meant for teenagers at all. It like business people, you know, and professionals right. wore them. So anyway, that was the first time I can remember thinking like, that is what I want to look like now. It felt completely unattainable to me. Um, I will say spoiler alert that years later I would go with my friend Diana to the Harold's warehouse sales mm -hmm. in Dallas and we would buy clothes there. I bought a black silk turtleneck sweater 
It's one of those sails that I still have in my closet today. That's right. You showed me that. That's yes. Right. And it still fits. It's still fits. good quality. It's they not frayed it. or anything. It's truly one of my prized possessions. Yeah. We'll bury you into that. Come Thank you. That. I please promise that you do. Now, you tell me going into college, I'm literally like, what did I wear in college? I remember wearing a lot of sorority t-shirts and sweatshirts. Mm -hmm. I remember wearing pajama pants to class. So clearly I gave no pajama pants about well, what I wore to but class. But it was... It was <laughs> Trendy then. It was a lot of people wore pajama yeah. pants to class. Um, you had jeans in the mix. Yeah. Um, tennis shoes, boots. Yeah. I worked at a... Flannel shirts. Yeah, I did do flannel shirts. I mean, again, it was the 90s. I worked at a pharmacy for two years of college, just um, in the retail part. I wasn't, I wasn't a pharmacist or a tech or anything. But I had to at least dress nice for that. For sorority meetings, we had to dress up on Mondays um, and wear our pins and so and, and dress up uh, for our sorority meetings that night. And so, you know, I had I had dress clothes in the mix. And again, it was stuff that I found cheap and on clearance. And I would again, I still had this closet envy. I can remember living in the sorority section. And just the nice thing about being in a sorority is we all change clothes interchangeably all the time. People right. borrow stuff. You would be like, well, there's my sweater that I haven't seen in three weeks. Um, so that was nice. There was a lot of shared closet stuff, but I always, always, always felt like everybody around me had their look put together. And I was the one that just could, that I just never felt like okay. this looks good. So tell me about your early memories and exposure to dress clothes, which my assumption would be church yeah, and then events where was that from? Just tell was was it from the same places? Yes, was it absolutely. All that okay. So it was you know it was if I went to Dillard's, it was from the clearance rack at Dillard's. Okay. My mother to this day, Kyle, when I go into any retail store, I like magnetize to the clearance rack first. Right. I always look to see what's on clearance, and it's just out of sheer habit. I'm with you. Um. But so yes, anything that I wore to church. So again, I would have. Sunday church clothes. I would have meetings clothes. And it, and then later after I didn't work at the pharmacy anymore, when I worked in student um, activities, I did, I couldn't wear pajama pants. I didn't have mm -hmm. to dress up, but I had to have something, you know, a little bit nicer on. But yeah, it was always whatever I could put together that was on sale. Okay. Now, when I was super young, like super young, my mom who sews quite well, sewed suits, mm -hmm. and I had to wear those. That sucked. I hated that. Yeah. Um, that did not, you know, travel through grade school. That was like maybe up to. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. That was done by the time I hit kindergarten. Oh, okay. So when you're, you can Super remember late. Yes, it was that impactful wow. to have to wear a three-piece suit. Well, yes. As can a four-year-old, I can... In the... Yeah. Yes. Um, the next... I've struggled to remember a lot what all I was required to wear to church. I remember... Would have been pre-junior high. Yes. Um, one Easter. I guess my clothing had been drifting into pretty much just jeans and t-shirts and stuff. And one Easter, my mom had just decided, dang it, there's going to be some dressing up for Easter. And she'd gotten me some gray <clears throat> chinos that were horrible. They were like made of cardboard. They were terrible. And I've always had a, a butt and thighs that were larger than my height. Mm -hmm. And so standard fit American stuff they didn't fit. They were a little painful, yes. scratchy material. I had a pair of imitation dock siders yeah. that were gray, and they were so cheap that that single day of wearing them, I had stubbed my toe, just caught my toe just a little bit on the carpet, and it it broke off a chunk of the sole in the front. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, belts were literally whatever was cheap, and if it was... 13 inches too long, you got out the scissors and cut the tip off and an ice pick and poked a hole for a new loop. And it wasn't like we were destitute. No. My dad was doing quite well. Yes. And then again, ill-fitting button-down shirt of some kind tucked into pants that were already too tight. And it was always such a negative exposure. Never, never really any conversation about you know, this color of shoe mm -hmm. with this, because it was just, what's the cheapest thing you got? Uh, never any real education about belts, any of that. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, I, I stumbled into the stuff that was acceptable. Mm -hmm. um, so that, I can remember then, Mama decided as I was a junior, I believe in high school, maybe senior, that we were gonna do a big family picture for Christmas one year and everybody had to get a suit. And so we go to, I think it was men's warehouse. Wow. Is that right? You're going to like the way it you was look. either men's warehouse or Burlington coat factory. One of the two. And it wasn't, they weren't as quality as they are today and they aren't super <laughs> high quality. They're acceptable today. Right. Um, and I'm, you know, left to, you pick out what you want. I don't know a damn thing about suits. Right. And I walked out of there with a double-breasted zoot suit. <laughs> I looked like either a pimp or a mobster. Who knows which? Maybe a bad mix of both. Sure. And always felt weird wearing it. Yeah. I think I've only managed to make myself wear it three or four times. Um, may have even revisited that for our first... Our first married Christmas together, remember oh, when we yes. did the big photo? That may have been the same suit. I can't remember. Yeah. I think I've tried to burn all the copies of that photo that have existed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
No education, no enjoyment. In fact, quite the opposite. Oh, and I would definitely, like nobody ever taught me how, like these are the basics of dressing. It mm-hmm. was like, again, can't, I can't emphasize it strongly enough, whatever's on sale, get it and make it work, you know. Um, also speaking to the church experience, I it, just in the church culture that we grew up in, I would have never worn jeans to church or even really pants. Not like anybody specifically ever said that's not done, but just looking around. My mom would have really probably looked down on me wearing jeans to Sunday morning church. Okay. Um, now for Sunday night church, a little bit more informal, you could wear yeah. jeans for that, but um yeah, so skirts and dresses. Okay. Well, we were a little bit more rural, a mm-hmm. little bit more uh, agricultural. Mm-hmm. And so there were plenty of, of jeans and boots. Yeah. Um, now everybody everybody wore buttoned down and tucked it in. Yeah. Which was a wrestling match with me still. I Because I never had a good belt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of problems there. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well. Okay. Let's tr- let's transition to, and I don't know how we'll edit all this. This may come in multiple parts. I don't know how we'll do this, but okay. conversationally, let's transition. Let's talk about then as we're what, what's the next what's the next event that happened for you that caused you to have to place some focus there. Okay, so we got married. We lived in our little college town for a few years, but then we moved to the big city, to Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. You were coaching at TCU, and I was teaching. And so I needed, for the first time, really for the first time, a professional wardrobe. Now, teaching is fairly casual in the sense that you don't have to wear, like, a power suit and heels. In fact, that would be inadvisable as a teacher. I was teaching high school, too, so I wasn't, like, having to think about being down on the floor with kids and and those types of things. But so for the first time, I needed to put stuff together. And so I took our credit cards and went to the local mall and went to Casual Corner was a store at the time. They were known for their cardigan twin sets. They were known for their casualness. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, they were. They were known for their casual twins, cardigan twin sets. So it'd be, you know, like a tank and a matching cardigan. Mm -hmm. Um, so I picked up some of those. I got long skirts and mostly when I was teaching, I wore a lot of either, um, sweaters on top and skirts, uh, long skirts. Those were comfortable, easy to move in, modest. Again, I was teaching juniors and seniors. And so, and I was in my early twenties myself. And And you still had boobs. And I still had boobs and a butt that I still have today. And so I had to, I felt Again, like I just wanted to be professional. I was young and I wasn't that much older than like the seniors I was teaching. And so just to be able to have a sort of position of authority, an air of authority in my classroom, I didn't want to wear what the kids were wearing, obviously. Um, And so, yeah, uh, just whatever stores. I did a lot of shopping at Dillard's. A lot of my clothing from them came from dealers, but I was so concerned with, and again, we didn't have kids. We had two cats. My husband worked all the time. I had a lot more free time on my hands. So I worked up for myself, you guys, a clothing 
It was like a spreadsheet, except it wasn't on a computer. Wow. It was by hand. I, I would make this grid. No, you were you are never there. But I, you've, <laughs> never, you've never revealed this to me. I had worked up this whole system. Again, I would hand draw these grids, and it had the dates across the top. And then I would fill in um, what I was wearing that day. Now, we were teaching on a block schedule, which is what our kids have now, A-B classes. So I'd have mm -hmm. four classes a day. And so I would put so much meticulous time and thought into what I wore on specific days so that I guess so my kids didn't think I just had a limited number of things I would wear. Right. This crazy. Right. No. I feel like you're taking this all in stride and I'm looking back and I'm like, this is crazy. Well, listen, I'm currently living in my own pool of craziness and I'm like, no, oh, hell, come on in. <laughs> if you liked your pool, you'll love mine. <laughs> I cannot tell you guys how much free time I had to really plan this out. But this was just such a different era for me. All of my clothes had to be dry cleaned. We had one of those like $1.89 dry cleaners basically across the street from us. Right. And so I was at the dry cleaners all the time. Um, you know, I would be ironing my clothes in the morning. Like just life was just very different in those mm -hmm. days. And I had a lot of clothes that I rotated in and out. Um, and I would say genuinely for the first time when I was a young professional, a teacher, early 20s, I really did feel good about what I was wearing. Now, I can't look at it and be like, I had this style that I was working or this aesthetic. I mean, the aesthetic was young high school teacher who doesn't right. really know much about dressing, but wants to look nice. And they didn't care because they got to pay you less. And Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so for me... The year before we got married is the year I started coaching. And that meant I couldn't always, on days that I didn't have morning classes or if I was going to swing through the office, I could not. We had a coach that was like, now you can't come in here in jeans, which was odd because he did. Hmm. But that's a whole other story, I'm mm -hmm. sure. Um, so, yeah, I had to do something. And one of the other coaches that we brought on, he had, this is crazy, he had um, two pair of Harold's chinos. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Harold's earlier. Mm -hmm. And they no longer fit him. He'd already, whatever, I don't know. They didn't work. And he offered them to me. And they did not actually fit me, but I could fit into them. Okay, yes. And I so those were my pants. Yes. I think I had one or two three-button shirts that the school had issued. And this is a, the athletic program had issued. Small, broke athletic program, so it wasn't like they had a department store of choices. They were both too big because nobody buys things around athletics in large. Yeah. They buy one, two, three, and four X, everything. Mm -hmm. And so it was too, everything was too, the pants were too tight, the shirt was too big. I don't even remember what I wore for shoes for that. Um, the belt undoubtedly was a repeat of the buy whatever's on sale, cut with scissors, poke a hole, uh, bet. And then after a couple, well, after several years there, I can remember when we were preparing for the interview at TCU. Oh, yes. And one of the coaches was kind enough to pull me aside and say, you got to go buy some new clothes for the interview. Yep. Here's the store you're going to go to ask yep. for this guy. Yep. And so I did. And we go in there. And even though those were good clothes mm -hmm. for someone that had no wardrobe, 
they were absolutely the wrong things to pick. Okay. I had uh, an olive pair of slacks. Yes, I remember. I got my first in several years, true, like, I think they were leather-bottomed yes. dress shoes. Yes. But they were in a very casual brown color, a belt that matched. That's the first time I think I'd ever had that and mm -hmm. that fit and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, a button-down shirt and then a sports coat that was a small multi-check color that could go with those with navy, with khaki. So it, it was, of all the things I got, it was the only thing that was truly the versatile, good first purchase. Mm -hmm. And wore that for the interview, got the job, not because of what I was wearing. And then I think from there we went out, I think it was probably the Gap, and picked up a handful of pairs of khakis, and I wore those. And the shoes I wore with those were Doc Martens from the 90s that had the sole that was an inch and a half thick, like platform shoes. <laughs> they were the right shoe with the wrong sole. It was, but that's what I wore. Nobody told me not to. I was issued, now they're issued all the shirts. So I didn't have to buy any shirts. That's right. Yes. And that's what I wore there for three years looking pretty questionable. And you shared an office and had become friends with somebody who you felt like had really impeccable style and taste. He was a mix of, again, I don't think anybody taught him and he couldn't have laid out for you the right thing. He just saw and put together stuff. He erred a tad to the side of trend and fashion. Yes. Uh -huh. And so, you know, square-toed shoes and different things that weren't always going to be good staples in the mix. Mm -hmm. uh, but... What he did insanely well that I've only within the last 10 to 15 years figured out how to do is buy things that fit and or go to a tailor with right. what you've purchased so that what you wear looks like you're not borrowing it from your big brother or little sister. <laughs> right. And it yes. makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. It really does. Mm -hmm. It was at the end of our time at the third place that I coached when I knew I was leaving that I went out and purchased a couple of pairs of, of actual nice that fit slacks and I can't remember where I got them I just knew they actually fit and it was such an oddity to wear pants that fit right um, that did not fit like blue jeans right mm -hmm. and a couple of nice pairs they were I think they were Colhan polishable leather-bottomed shoes, yes. dress shoes, and a couple of button-down shirts mm -hmm. of the right material that matched the quality of the pant and belts that went with none of it super high quality, but decent enough, nice a nicer ensemble than I had yet put together in my life at that point. Right, yes. And then in the transition completely out of coaching and into that went full swing the other direction from casual into suits, a couple of three-piece suits in the mix. Mm -hmm. Not the highest quality, but somewhat tailored white shirts carried over those dress shoes. Um, it was the closest I had been at that point in my life to actually dressing professionally yes. and appropriate for the profession I was in. I could have dressed a lot better casually which was appropriate for coaching 
And it just, nothing had come together at that point. Sure. Yes. Yeah. For whatever reason, well, I was, yeah, we were poor through That's a lot a big of that. Reason. <laughs> we were poor through a lot of that. But for whatever reason, it took me a lot of years to figure out the kind of belt that goes with the kind of shoe that goes with the kind of material in the rest of your clothing. That high polish shoe, only in trendy circumstances, does that go with a chino. Mm -hmm. um, and especially a, a rougher, coarser weave of a chino. Right, yes. And so there was, you know, even even in instances along the way where things had kind of been put together okay, there were problems with matching there. And then I struggled for the longest time to just appreciate and admit, hey, look, you go buy a new pair of shoes on the spot, you get a belt that is appropriate for that shoe that matches, that's the right size. And it doesn't matter if it increases the cost of the shoe per purchase by 50%. It's, it's a worthless purchase without the belt. That is so fascinating. It's something I've genuinely never thought about. Um, I can't remember the last time I consistently wore a belt. It may have been when I was in college, right. just because that's just not been part of my clothing experience at all. And so to think about the sort of complicated relationship, it's not complicated once you figure it out. Right. But before that, to just, you know, think about like you have puzzling through, how do I, you know, I've got to tuck this in. What belt do I wear? What shoes? That's interesting to me. When it wasn't until after coaching that beyond appropriateness for attire that I required a belt to keep my pants on. Mm -hmm. In my senior year of high school, I had Mrs. Bizarre. It's probably bizarre to remember it. I had a 29-inch waist and 27 and a half inch thighs. I was decently muscular mm -hmm. and... I didn't need a belt because mm -hmm. that waist size would not slide over my hips. Right. As I have uh, <clears throat> thickened up differently <laughs> over the years, I can't, I can't comfortably go without a belt. Yeah. Even with the untucked shirt over it because I'm constantly hitching my drawers up. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Um, well, continuing on my journey, if that's okay. Please. Is that yes. where we are? Please do. Okay. Was that your attempt at my please you? Yeah. Okay. Um, so after I left teaching um, and we started our family, I definitely, definitely switched into mom clothes gear uh, mode, mom gear mode. Mm -hmm. um, in the sense that when you have little kids, it's just really hard to be motivated to put on something that they're going to ruin? Yeah, because it literally is going to have snot or vomit or spit up or food or who knows what. Well, if, if you're going through the process of I'm getting pregnant, I'm having a kid, That's I'm no longer thing. pregnant, but then I'm getting pregnant again, yes. your size is fluctuating That's, at a rapid rate. That's absolutely also what I was going to say. So you, I felt like I needed to keep a range of sized clothes mm -hmm. kind of still do have that just because you, you do, you are, your body shifts and changes so much over time. And so, 
you know, there's a big chunk of time. Daisy's 15 and a half mm-hmm. um, until now when I really just kind of, again, was just whatever covered my body. I will say that there was a chunk of time in there when, uh, let's say when AJ, after she was about two years old or whatever, before I got pregnant with the twins, which she was four or five when I got pregnant with the twins, when um, for my old blog, sort of crunchy, I would do like these outfit posts and I got really into vintage Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. actual real vintage clothes. So I would take AJ, Daisy was in school. I'd take AJ, we'd go thrifting. We'd go around town. We'd drive over to Norman, which was the next biggest city close by and go to thrift shops, trying to find actual vintage pieces. And I really, it was a lot of fun. And I was creating content for the blog, wearing thrifted clothes and wearing vintage clothes was very much a thing in the blogging, especially in the mom blog world at the time. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. I still have some of those pieces that I'm just like, Kali, I hate to, hate to part with these because they're real vintage clothes, you know, and, you know, the, somebody would appreciate these somewhere, somehow. But that was another time when I really did, I liked what I was wearing. It wasn't always the most comfortable because a lot of vintage clothes are, you know, polyester. Uh, they don't have a lot of stretch to them, but I felt like it was fun. It was yeah, a creative yeah. thing for me how I was dressing at the time. And again, it allowed me to create some content for the blog. Now, after the twins were born, I put all of that to the side and was just in survival mode for a very long time. And, you know, during that time, even though I was well out of nursing clothes or whatever, um, it really was just kind of like whatever I could. Right fit into whatever was on sale. I just really did not think about what I was wearing hardly at all. I think you and I like passed each other going opposite directions during that era. Mm-hmm. So we're talking this, this period beginning seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when my, my earliest portion of, of being in the financial world, it was suits during the day. And then as soon as I was done with that, I was in either jeans or wind pants or shorts. I was, there was no in between. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but it was, it was just right. Maybe gosh, maybe a year before we found, if that, before we found out we were pregnant with the twins, I had gone through, that's when I did the P90X stuff and insane things. And changed body comp to the point where none of my clothes fit anymore. Right. And I had gone to, where do you go when you're looking for clothes? Well, what did we do as a kid? You return to your roots. So I'd gone to uh, Ross, Dress for Less. We left that out earlier, didn't we? I forgot about Ross. Ross, Dress for Less. And and, uh, that was, I knew as I was buying that stuff, this, this feels terrible. This is not what I recall, for what I can recall, but... We didn't have a lot of money yet, and I needed to get something mm-hmm. to wear. And had an interim wardrobe there, and that was when I began realizing, yeah, I need I need a, a fuller range. So I began to push further into while you were kind of stalling out. Definitely. Now, after you started working downtown, when we moved mm-hmm. to Oklahoma City and you were at a different firm, you worked downtown, you discovered what... An, 
a totally different shopping experience it is to go to a boutique. Yes. To go to a place, a clothier that actually specializes in dressing people. Yes. And the employees there are superlative. They yes. know, they can look at you, know what they carry that will fit you right and know how to take measurement and things to get to their, whoever they used for their tailor so that when you went and picked it up, wow, it fit like clothes should. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That truly, that was the first time in my life that I had items of clothing that it was like, hot damn, this is, this is what it's about. I've been missing out. Yes. Yeah. So, hmm. I guess that brings us up to here. Pretty, pretty much current. Although. Well, let's say this. When you transitioned away from working downtown. Right. Then I'm out of the suits. And yeah, while working downtown, I'd uh, really gotten large, fatty. I don't remember that part. Yeah. Was, uh, it's all a blur to me. I'd now. gotten, I'd gotten fatty and then I dieted down and we mentioned before that when you do that cyclically, you lose muscle mass along the way. And then we'd hit uh, a point, both of us did some, some powerlifting and mm -hmm. things and my body reacts well to that. I need to do it again. I haven't done it in a while, but I blew up. Oh my gosh, I blew up. And all of a sudden I had a closet full of very expensive, highly tailored suits that I couldn't even get the jackets on anymore. Right. Um, period. Much less button anything, pants or jacket. Mm -hmm. And so I was left with nothing had to buy one interim suit because I didn't know where body comp was going. I didn't want to spend a lot there. You were uh, you were going through the the changes of what it's like to be pregnant with twins and then come off of that and all of that. And really traveling through that, it was a, a pretty gradual decline, I think, for both of us. Mm -hmm. And and we I say that we transitioned to dress like crap unless you're going to be going somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then you you have just a little bit better version of crap yeah. that you put on. Um, and I'm, I use that probably a little more harshly than, than how things were. But truly, if we weren't dressed for church or if I wasn't dressed for an appointment or you, know, you weren't dressed for a, a get-together with people, then we were pretty slovenly. Mm -hmm. Ill-fitting, low-quality, mm -hmm. um, with a decreasing selection over time. Yeah. Yeah, and so we look up. Then it, it was—it's really been the combination of COVID being the great encourager to wear pajamas all day. Yeah. But then also we hit oddly within this a a diet change that, mm -hmm. that's made some pretty significant body composition changes, and we're looking around, and not only does most of what was here not fit, we're also recognizing. That's not a lot better than the PJs I've been wearing. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. We'll continue this. Like I said, I don't know exactly how all editing will break down on this. This is going to just kind of be an ongoing, you're up to date with where we're at. And then we're going to kind of live this as we begin to build back up from the ashes. There we go. Aren't you excited? Indeed. I am. I'm excited. This is fun because... I do feel like we're sort of in your uh, brilliant zone in terms of that introverted intuition that likes to go all in yes. on a thing, but there's also a practical element to it. 
but there's yeah. also an energetic level to need, it. Needs to be some practicality to have the energy and the interest. Yes. There has to be some benefit. Right. And I am, I think one of my favorite things in the world to do, this is true of my job. This is true of video games when I play them. It's true of this, is that there is an economy that exists. Mm -hmm. And it is legally exploitable. Not that you're looking for ways to be unethical in any instance, but there is a way, once you understand how the economy works, you can go in and, quote unquote, beat the system to a degree. Okay. You can take advantage of what's available because you know. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the excitement for me in looking at this is there is, and I'm figuring it out. And the more I figure out, the more excited I become. Things that I never learned, things that I was never taught. Yeah. Uh, to go in and, and break the code. And the benefit being that we will look and ultimately feel better about ourselves as we push through this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So. All right. That's awesome. Today. Today and every day. And every day. And I hope that you all have an awesome today. Would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. There is a system to style. Without an eye for fashion, style can still be mastered. This is awesomely encouraging. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.